listening to the Truth and Reconciliation Roundtable Special on 770 CHQR, Calgary's News, Today's Talk. Listening to the Truth and Reconciliation Roundtable Special on 630 Chad, Edmonton's News, Today's Talk. One week from today is the National Truth and Reconciliation Day, the second such occasion in our country. And uh as sort of a preview as to what we'll be doing on that day, we're going to have a conversation today with uh, some special guests and just talk. It's been such an eventful year. If you think about everything that's gone on thus far in our country around truth and reconciliation, of course, we had the papal visit and, and the discovery of um, the unmarked graves uh, in several locations across the country. So there's been a lot of conversation around this and maybe a good time to sort of sit back and take a look at where we started, where we've come and where we still need to go. So joining us to help us with that conversation today, we have Dr. Crystal Fraser, who's an assistant professor in the Faculty of Native Studies at the and the Faculty of Arts at the U of A. We have Chief Greg Desjardins from Frog Lake First Nation and Paul Custer, uh, Calgary writer, comedian, former broadcaster and an Indigenous advocate. First of all, all three of you, thank you so much for taking some time to join us today. I really do appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Uh, Why don't we just start sort of summing up the year? I know there's been so much, it's not going to be easy, but it's uh, been a lot happening. Um, What what do you think has been accomplished? What sort of progress has been made? Chief Dejerle, let's start with you. If you look back at the year, and I know you were involved in the papal visit, where do you think we've come in the past 12 months? Well, uh, first of all, I'm uh, thankful to be on the call. Um, I think uh, what's important uh, is for uh, non-Indigenous Canada and the world to see the truth and uh, what our people have have gone through. You know, when we look back at, at a treaty, the promise was to share the land in peace. And uh, our people have been through so much atrocities and uh, it's only a matter of time that the truth shall come out, because uh, we we forget when 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 we uh, we we do these oaths, it's under the eye of our God or Creator we call Him, you know. And I think that moving forward, you know, there has to be the truth has to be told before there can be reconciliation. And uh, with the Pope coming. That's a start. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to forgive in order to heal. But that does not not mean that the government, the church, have to own up to their wrongs. You have to own up to it when you're wrong. When a child is wrong, he has to own up. So that's the same same dilemma we're in here. And, and I think this is only a start. You can put on an orange shirt, you know, but it, it's more than just an orange shirt. These, these kids that were found were somebody's kids, grandkids, brothers, sisters, you know, and uh, to me, it's like a, it's like a crime scene, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I am raw. I'm to the point. I don't hold back because you know what? We're, 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 uh, we're not talking about it. 
and, and what are the next steps? Right. Yeah, and we'll get to that. We'll, we definitely. That I want to spend a lot of time talking about that because I think you're right, Chief. That's that needs to be our focus. But Paul, let's take a look back at the year because, like we say, there's been so much happen. Um, if you sort mm. of chart back, you know, last summer was the discovery of the unmarked graves at the Cantloops Residential School, and that sort of sparked off this entire discussion. So, if you take a look back at what we've seen and what we've accomplished, if we've accomplished anything over the past twelve months, how would you sum it up? Well, first of all, I, I just want to say, uh, Shay, uh, I listen to your show, and I appreciate the work that you do. Thank you. Um, so I want to th- thank you for having me. And I'd also like to say and give a big virtual hug to uh, Chief Greg and to Crystal. Uh, I'm in very, very, uh, uh, very cool companies, so this is a great opportunity to, to discuss these things. Um, when the Kamloops thing uh, happened and when it was broadcast all over the, all over the news, uh, I was... It was like a gut punch, and uh, the the reality is is that our people have known this for a decade. Mm-hmm. My, uh, I'm originally from Beardies and Okamasis at Duck Lake in Saskatchewan, and my uncle Charlie before he passed away, uh, and I'm part of the '60 scoop. So um, when I finally met my biological family, a big missing piece of my life was put together, and when I uh, when I uh, talked with him. Uh, and he went to St. Mike's on our reserve, and he told me years ago about the number of kids that had disappeared and that were that had died, and they took them out and buried them. So our people have known this within our communities for many, many years, uh, but the broader indig- non-Indigenous community never knew. And I get people saying to me, uh, well, where is the proof? And I'm like, yeah. The, yeah, and I get that all the time. And I would say, well, we've got, we've got the witnesses, the people themselves, the, 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 uh, the, the kids uh, who are now adults, obviously, uh, that were forced to uh, go and dig graves in the middle of the night to bury, to bury kids. And so, so much has happened. Uh, and you, you mentioned the, the papal visit. Okay, and that's a start. But the thing is, it ain't reconciliation if it feels good. And at least... Shay, we've opened the door to start Interesting. talk. Yeah, to start talking about and 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 facing up to it. Good. Yeah, great point. And you know what, um, Crystal, Paul makes a point that I think might be my biggest takeaway, at least for the early stages of this after the Kamloops discovery was. Yeah, well, if you'd just been listening for the past many, many years, you would have known this. We've all known this. You just didn't pay attention. Do you think maybe if nothing else, it's kind of like. Oh wait a minute! Maybe we should just listen more. Oh, a hundred percent, Shay, and and I just want to echo what Paul said that this is such a pleasure to be in in this sort of company this morning, and and I, going back to uh, one of Greg's comments that you know we are still in this truth seeking phase that. You know, yes, truth and reconciliation uh, go together, but my observation over the last um, 14 or 15 months is is that Canadians are are very quick to jump to the reconciliation bit, and and although that that is positive, we need that. We still need to better understand the truth, and you know, as has been said for decades now. Indigenous communities and survivors have have known about these things, and I mean, even the way that we talk about reconciliation, um, that term has only been used right in the last fifteen or twenty years, and and so we've been holding government and churches 
to account mm-hmm. the best that we can um, for for over over a hundred years, right? And and there were policies in place, such as the Indian Act, continues to be in place today. Um, as residential schools, such as other forms of genocide, that perhaps historically pre- prevented us from from being, you know, front and center in the media. Um, but when we look over this past year, you know, we we have had um, the work of ground penetrating radar. We have had communities taking on this this hard work themselves. And I mean, one question that I've heard communities say is like why do we have to do this right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. we've we've been through enough and and now we have to jump through the hoops and apply for funding now we have to re-traumatize our people like where where is the help um but as mentioned you know the papal visit um and and also the death of the queen and and really like conversations that are probably very hard for settler canadians to think about and to have talking about the doctrine of discovery talking about the head of state representations of of colonization so so i think that while we're on the right track there's still a lot of progress that needs to be made um paul crystal uh, Chief Desjardins, I need to take a quick break. Stay where you are. We'll come back. And I want to talk to you about that because I think it's been a very enlightening year for people like me. And you mentioned the papal visit and the queen and the doctrine and, and all the rest. I think we've learned a lot. So I want to ask you about what you think uh, has been sort of brought to light and, and where we might go from here when we come back right after this. You're listening to the Truth and Reconciliation Roundtable Special on 770 CHQR, Calgary's News, Today's Talk. We're speaking with Paul Custer, who is a writer and a comedian, former broadcaster and Indigenous advocate. We're speaking with Dr. Crystal Fraser, an assistant professor in the Faculty of Native Studies and Arts at the University of Alberta, and Chief Greg Desjardins of Frog Lake First Nation. Um there's so much to get into. I just, I, I want to ask you about the papal visit. And, and Chief, I know you were part of that. I know you had family members with you as you greeted the Pope. Um, just how important was that? What does that signify on Canada's road to truth and reconciliation? Is it a signpost? Is it just something that had to happen? I mean, how, how do you put it into perspective? Well, first of all, everybody is unique and different in the world. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. Um, I was honored to be there with my mother, who turns 80 tomorrow. And, you know, for for her to hear the apology is important for her healing journey. I know there's many people that were upset. There's many people that didn't like it. But there was many people that did enjoy it and did like it. I was in Lake St. Anne. You could feel the love. You know, as human beings, we have to decide when we want to heal. But part of healing is forgiving. And uh, if you ain't going to forgive, you'll stay stuck and you could get sick. You know, but the people visit is only a first step mm-hmm. to reconciliation, to healing. I think about the kids that were found in these unmarked graves and the ones that never got to hear it. But I believe that... Uh, when we heal as a human, our ancestors heal as well. And, and I think it's a, it's a great first step to, uh, to reconciliation and only to ask what is next from the Canadian government and the, the church. 
and we'll and we'll we'll get to that in just a second, Doctor Fraser. Um, the papal visit does that end the discussion? Because you know that was a big part when we were doing this throughout the year prior to the papal visit. People I heard from said this: we need this, we need this apology. It's part of the process of healing. Does that close the door to that component of this path that we're all walking? Um, you know, I. I don't think it closes the door. Um, I actually think maybe it, it opens it more for, for some more conversations, some more communication. And, and so I definitely agree that like a lot of survivors, intergenerational survivors and indigenous communities, um, you know, may have experienced a lot of, uh, healing. They may have let go pain by, by simply hearing that apology, which, you know, on, on April 1st from Vatican City and then again here in July at Muscochis. Um, and so I, I don't downplay the, uh, seriousness, um, of, of that apology and, and that moment. But, you know, I also think there are bigger conversations to be had, such as, um, you know, how the Pope handled the visit, how the Canadian government handled the visit, you know, uh, paving roads, you yeah, know, the day yeah. before, spending millions of dollars. Um, additionally, some of the words that the Pope said, such as, you know, the Catholic Church needs to investigate what happened. Well, well we already had a multi-million dollar <laughs> yeah. investigation we called the happened. PRC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, interestingly, my colleague, uh, Matthew Wildcat at the University of Alberta, he, he wrote a piece, um, suggesting that maybe it's, it's time that Indigenous communities rethink our, our overall relationship with the Catholic Church. Um, and I mean, I, I have also said that in, in relationship to the monarchy. Um, and, and so I think that the Pope's tour was, was, Definitely a good thing, but um, again, I think I think it's a starting point. Paul, what about you? I mean, you watched it all unfold, and uh, what, what were your thoughts? What were your impressions of it? Oh boy, uh, con- conflicting views, conflicting views. Because um, I, I understand uh, the the uh, sacredness of that position uh, within the Catholic Church. I mean, he, he's uh, the Pope is supposed to be God's. Uh, representative here on earth so that's a that's a powerful position um and i agree with what crystal just said though the um uh the the words that he spoke and i i believe now correct me if i'm wrong um i think in a way he deflected a little bit when he said you know this was just a uh uh a a percentage or a small uh, you know a few bad apples that perpetrated these things. Didn't he say something he along those lines? Some things he did. He definitely did. Yes. And 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 the and the thing is, this was. I mean, it was instituted uh, hand in hand. The the church and the state they went into uh, this whole thing about residential schools together because mm-hmm. they saw us, and, and, as we all know, they called us savages. They called us heathens. Uh, they they treated us as uh, inferiors, and and that was. Um, so the, that I don't think that flies that, that it was a uh, it was a small number. I, it, it, it was a huge number because we had uh, so many of these schools across the country. Now the apology that's I, I accept his apology. 
that's a good start. But where do we go from here? And and I don't want the door to be closed. And I agree with Crystal. I think it opens the door more. And we really have to uh, think now, where do we go from here in terms of the Indigenous community and these institutions like the church, like the monarchy? H- how do we deal with that? Because this all stems from colonialism this all comes from somewhere and uh and and of course we we've seen the impacts that it's had within our communities and um but the the other thing that i find really interesting is uh the the royal proclamation and king uh i, I think it was king george the third at that time uh when they came here to canada um they entered into an agreement like they uh in in their um uh in their official records they recognized us as being sovereign nations with our own languages and that we had to be dealt with as equals and that was back from 1763 and not a lot of people know that yeah. that it actually started off on 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 a on mutual respect and then of course it got uh, uh turned side it went completely somewhere yeah. else. So, and so I think people need to uh, realize that we got off on, on the right foot, um, but things went sideways, including with the church. Um, and you say, where do we go from here? And I think that's the focus. You're listening to the Truth and Reconciliation Roundtable Special on 770 CHQR, Calgary's News, Today's Talk. Reconciliation in Canada, where we've come over the past year, and now we're going to talk about where we still have to go. Joining us to have this conversation, we have Chief Greg Desjardins of the Frog Lake First Nation, Dr. Crystal Fraser, who's an assistant professor at the Faculty of Native Studies and the Faculty of Arts at the U of A, and Paul Custer, a Calgary writer, comedian, former broadcaster, and Indigenous advocate. And you had a couple of things that you thought were important, Paul, things we need to be turning our attention to as we move forward, um, taking a look where we were, but there's still so much work left to be done. What do we need to be focused on now? Um, oh, my goodness. Okay, um there, there's just so much. Uh, I, I, I was just uh, uh, reading through the Beyond 94. Uh, I don't know if you heard uh, uh, about that, and it's this publication about what has actually been accomplished with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's uh, 94 calls to action. We've only achieved a very small number of those, and it's such a wide-spanning uh, spectrum of hardcore issues that face our communities, like uh, uh, child welfare, um, uh, the, the social ills that still plague our communities and I only have to mention now the the name Saskatchewan because we know what went down uh on Labor Day weekend with the Sanderson uh, brothers mm-hmm. those those guys were products of of intergenerational trauma because it turned out that Miles as we all know now he was abused by his parents then he got taken away and he was abused by his grandparents this is so typical within our communities um there's a movement called bring bring the children home uh, based out of Saskatchewan that I have uh, uh participated in and uh it's it's wonderful um to 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 think of bringing our children back to our communities but you have to think 
what are we bringing them back to? Because right. there's still rampant poverty. There's still uh, boil water advisories. There, uh, crystal meth is overtaking a lot of our small communities. So how do you tackle that? Well, that's part of truth and reconciliation and these calls to action. Um, the, 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 do- the documents are great, but what is actually being done? Um, and do we solve it by pumping more money? Because sometimes when you pump money into things, it, it goes to administration costs and it just, it just gets watered down. And do, are we actually, in the end, are we actually helping, Is it helping? the people? Yeah. Uh, chief, what about that? Um, you're the chief of Frog Lake First Nation, and I'm sure a lot of the issues that Paul is outlining and we've heard about affect your community too. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, when you look at... Uh, these survivors and the, the generational trauma it's a learned behavior so 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 if you're sexually abused and you you're, you're taught that behavior is normal you bring that home to your reserve mm-hmm. and and you carry that on that's that's the generational trauma you know you, you're passing that on to your family and, and and then it's deemed normal that that's where a lot of things are stem from is the residential school you know you look at that movie indian horse where that kid gets his braids cut off and soap thrown at them you hear these stories you're at the whelm you're at the whelm of the 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 school the the nuns the priests a six five six year old here you have to act like an adult you know and i think money is 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 a is a start you know in frog lake i get 236,000 per housing per year for a 3400 band member list we have 400 plus homes if it wasn't for our oil and gas company we wouldn't have built the homes we have you know what what our people need is these workshops a lot of people lost their parenting skills even yeah. my friends yeah. You look at that remand center, there's no correction in that. Our people need these facilities to heal as a family unit. And you're exactly right, my friend in Calgary. What are we going to bring our kids home? That's why I say, is the government really there to help us or they're there to keep us down? You know, if you look at the resources of Alberta, First Nations don't benefit. We're the poorest SOBs around. And now we are beggars in our own country. You know, and, and all the things that are against us, you know, uh, it, it, we're, we live in poverty, but we are so resilient and kind, it's been taken advantage of time and time again. You know, so I think we, we have to look at programming. We have to look at housing, infrastructure. We're 50, 60 years behind any town, any municipality, you know, and th- that, that's part of the, the, the devolution process. That's always existed where we're out of the child. That's still the, the agenda of the, of the government here in Canada. Um, Dr. Fraser, Chief Desjardins makes a point that I think is really vital. Um, some of just, I don't know if it's an education program he's alluding to or I'm thinking of, um, just those resources that he says are lacking in some of the communities because they were taken away for so many generations. How important is it to try and to reinstall some of that, you know, like he's talking about breaking that cycle through education. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it was um, former TRC commissioner um, Marie Sinclair who said that education got us into this problem right, and education right. is going to get us out of this problem. And and he's talked about looking seven generations ahead in that regard. Um, and, and so that is definitely one of the key points. But, you know, something that Greg just said, you know, is the government there to help us or is it there to bring us down? Like, like I literally got goosebumps when he said that because it it is so true and there is change needed across the board um, in a systemic way and so you know we look at health care the death of Joyce Eshaquan continues to make headlines in the news um, we look at First Nations and other Indigenous communities not having access to clean drinking water um, we look at you know the fundamentally um, white supremacist uh, nature of, of policing bodies such as the RCMP. Um, but we also look at other things, you know, provincially, there has been a lot of backlash around around new curriculum. You know, how are we teaching settler Canadian children about these things? Um, and then additionally, you know, back to the 94 calls to action that yeah. that pre-Kamloops, um, you know, sort of eight or nine... Eight or nine of those had been implemented um, post Kamloops, you know, including the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, a federal holiday um, that was implemented. And, and we're now five or six more calls to action further along. Um, but for instance, you know, it took it took a couple of days to get a national holiday to mourn the death of Queen Elizabeth, where it took years and years and years of advocacy um, just to recognize Orange Shirt Day on September 30th. Yeah, you, you all make such wonderful points. You're listening to the Truth and Reconciliation Roundtable Special on 770 CHQR, Calgary's News, Today's Talk. Charlie of Frog Lake First Nation, Paul Custer, who is a writer in Calgary, a comedian, former broadcaster, and an Indigenous advocate, and Dr. Crystal Fraser, an assistant professor at the Faculty of Native Studies and the Faculty of Arts at the University of Alberta. Uh, Dr. Fraser, um, an, I think all of you might have mentioned it at some point through our discussion this morning, the monarchy and how it fits into this. And of course, we all know with the death of the Queen, this has been a topic that's been talked about in our country. I mean, in terms of how it fits into the whole truth and reconciliation, it plays a role, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does for sure. And I mean, you know, the reality is, is that uh, King Charles III, um, you know, he is still the head of state of, of Canada. And, and as we look pa- in the past um, at the reign of, of Queen Elizabeth, and then of course, um, her forecomers and, and ancestors. I mean, really, we, we have a long history of, of a relationship with the crown. Um, I mean, of course, the things that we think about are the negotiation and the signings of treaties, um, how we came up with land agreements. But, you know, additionally, over the last 150 years, we, we've also had a lot of things, um, that, that have happened with with the British Empire as the head of state in Canada, and and that included you know forced starvation policies on the plains, forced relocations of Inuit in the north, uh, broken treaty promises, of course residential schools, uh, forced sterilizations, etc. And and so 
I mean, do I think that, you know, Queen Elizabeth is is responsible right. for for all of these things as a person? Uh, no, I don't. Do I think that the British monarchy has a responsibility to um, to step up and to work with the Canadian government in this way? Absolutely. And Paul, you mentioned that, too. What, I mean, is, is that your thinking as well? There is a role for the monarchy to play here to try and restore you know, that reconciliation that we talk about. Well, yeah, it's it's hard to, uh, no pun intended, to reconcile because um, the the monarchy um, that this is all born out of imperialism and colonialism. So, was uh, Queen Elizabeth was she personally responsible? No, was she uh, uh, an evil-minded person? No. Um, but it's what that crown represents, and I think, um, I think uh, King Charles now uh, he has a responsibility to take an active role to change our what happened in our past, so that we can move forward in this spirit of truth and reconciliation. And I think he has to own up to the truth about their legacy um, as, as being uh, being a monarchy. So what does that mean for, for our people and, and, and the British Crown? Um, I think there is repair work that needs to be done. Um, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he takes an actual active role and, and makes it a priority. But I'm not sure if he's ever going to do that. Right, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Chief, are we better off? in September of 2022 than we were in 2021? Have we, have we taken some meaningful steps? I, I recognize there's a long way to go yet, but are we better off? Well, I would say it's one step. You know, uh, are we better off? Um, it's hard to say. You know what? And I, I think that, uh, you know what, uh, when you look at the world and what's happening at the world, and uh, the, the power struggles and, uh, you, you know, the big countries. And you look at, you guys were talking about the monarchy. Yeah. And, yeah. and, we, and we talk about uh, when we uh, entered into a, a peace treaty. You know, uh, we have different versions of that. You know, we, were, we, we never ceded or surrendered our land. You know, and our, our kindness.